Dude, Saquon is going hard right now. Hello and welcome back to the Second and Two podcast. I'm your host, TB. I got my co-host, my producer, extraordinaire, my Angels fan, Broncos fan, Closet Rams fan, uh... What am I missing? Uh, Lakers, the Master fan? of the Grills. Oh yeah, Master Lakers of the Grills. Sure. Yeah, I was if you're going Lakers, but... you can go Russell Westbrook. Stan. Russell Westbrook, like Stan for like sure. Uh, closet Texas Longhorns fan. Uh, <laughs> and overall, one of the best people we all know. It's Joey. What's up, Joe? I'm much, man. You know, speaking of that Russell Westbrook jersey I own, I actually bought it. Or it arrived at my house two years ago. I have a Snapchat memory that popped up. So, I mean, that was cool. But, I mean, it's going well. We had some some crazy games this week. A lot of things happening that we never thought would. And, you know, we have that later in the podcast as well. I will bring up. But, as always, what happened with your game last week, man? Oh, Friday was enough, right? Rough night. (laughs) Not a fun time. We lost uh, 54 to 6. Ooh, um, that's dirty. It's basically every defensive coordinator's worst nightmare is what happened to me. Couldn't uh-huh. stop power and counter. So, Ooh, so you talked about that last week, too, that they were just going to run back and forth all night. Ex- exactly what I said. I was worried about happening, <laughs> what happened. They were just more physical than us. They uh-huh. were more disciplined. They really... Unfortunately, they outclassed us in a lot of ways. I mean, just they just played better. I mean, yeah. they played their best game, and we played our worst. Uh-huh. Um, especially defensively. I mean, offensively we struggled, but defensively, you know, there's always you always feel like defensively, if you could just keep your team in the game, you give your offense a chance, even when they're not playing well. And yeah. we didn't we didn't do that at all. So I was pretty disappointed with our effort. Um, uh-huh. Just in terms of being disciplined, reading our keys, getting to the right spots. You know, we weren't getting yeah. over on, on down blocks with our backers, which is all we worked all say. week long. Um, DBs did a decent job of setting an edge, but then on play action pass, eyes were bad. Uh, getting beat. Okay. You know, so it's just all yeah. the worst stuff. We we got three interceptions. We forced some takeaways. I don't know why go. they ever even threw. But, um, <laughs> and we did block three kicks. So wow. like there's special some, teams was doing well, huh? Well, there's some positives, but all, yeah. overall, it was a rough, rough night for us. Um, we come back this week, big game. Um, you know, and they're all big from here on out. But yeah, I was gonna say win, the same exact thing. <laughs> we we win one more game where we clinch a playoff spot essentially. Oh, there you go. Um, not That's officially, not but but you know when it's Pretty like ninety nine percent kind of thing. Yeah. So if we win this week, we kind of 99% clinch one. So, um, and I think okay. we have a good shot to do it. Um, the team we played last week was, was a really good football team. We would have had to play our best to beat them. Um, this week, I think it's a little bit more of a, a favorable matchup for us in terms of what they do versus what we do. And, oh. you know, so we're definitely still going to have to stop. Power <laughs> power, yeah. Especially if, if the team see that weakness, you know, they might just throw that in the mix too. If I was another team scouting us right now, all I would do is run power and counter yeah. and say, stop it. 
because we, we we've done a good job against basically everything else. You know, uh-huh. scramble drill has hurt us because we have bad eyes in the secondary. Yeah. A lot of times. So we'll lose our man and scramble drill, but that's not really a play you can call and design. You know, um, yeah. The, the, it just the plays that have hurt us have really been pullers. We okay. do not play well against pullers. We, Is we that crush. just the line not having like good reads or just not not being able to con- like contain? Um, you know, I I think some of it is our ends get upfield, right? They don't uh-huh. read the fact that their tackles down blocking and squeeze. You have bad <laughs> yeah. eyes there. Then our backers don't play with disciplined eyes. They don't see the guards pull and get over the top of the down block. Okay. Yeah. And then sometimes it's our secondary doesn't come down and fit. You know, when we're spilling everything to the secondary guys, those guys don't come down and fit. So it's a combination of things, but mostly what it comes down to is just poor eye discipline, not reading our keys from every level of the defense. And that's annoying because that's something we work every single day. (laughs) No, I know. That was definitely how we started our practices back in the day too. It's one of those deals where you're like, okay, if we work this every day and it's not showing up in the game, then what's happening? Like, what is the disconnect between practice and the game? And that's the thing I'm trying to figure out right now. You know, I think. You got to get on that scout. um, Oh, yeah. Um, Work better. (laughs) It's it's back to basics for sure this week for us defensively. So, but I think we had a good shot to go get a win. So. There you go and get one step closer to that playoff spot, huh? And yeah. you know, speaking of playoffs, we got a little playoff picture after the first six weeks we can get into around the league, you know? Let's yeah. Playoffs. The NFC, yeah. <laughs> the, play, uh, the NFC picture is looking like we got the Eagles, Niners, and Lions all tied at 5-1 and one right now. Spoiler alert, the Eagles and Niners lost this week. We got the Bucks leading the NFC South at three and two, trailing those three teams. The wild card would look like it would be the Seahawks, Cowboys, and Rams right now. And I believe those are they also three and two. I know the Rams are three the, and three, but the the Seahawks and Cowboys are both three and two. The Cowboys mm-hmm. will play tomorrow night with the Chargers. The Rams yeah. are three and three. They win the tiebreaker with the Commanders, Falcons, and Saints, who are all also three and three by virtue okay. of conference record gotcha, um okay. they have a, they have the best conference record of those four teams right now so that's why the rams are technically in the seventh spot as of today but obviously those commanders falcon saints are all right there True. and then the packers are two and three on their bye week this week also yeah. right there there's some sneaky teams right there commanders be lighting up the stage they dropped like 24 or 28 today i believe 24 it was 24 16 Falcons mm-hmm. is who they played, and spoiler alert: we finally got my first L. But Ooh. yeah, but moving ahead to the AFC picture for the first six weeks, we got the Chiefs and Dolphins tied at first, both five and one. Correct? Am I not mm-hmm. mistaken? Yeah, and then mm-hmm. we got the Ravens and Jags, both tied for the third spot at four and two. Uh, let's see, where am I at? We got the wild card teams that would be the Steelers, Bills, and Browns at the moment. And as you said, we got the Colts, Texans, Jets, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers, all just sitting right there on the edge of, of making it in for that seventh and, you know, probably sixth spot at the moment. Yeah. Well, we got the, the Bills are playing right now against True. the Giants. The Giants. The are currently losing to the Giants, wow. six to nothing. Yeah. On Sunday Night Football, which was a game. 
is the highest. No one had on their radar. (laughs) Well, the the Giants missing that quarterback, you know, the Bills coming off a loss in London, everyone kind of anticipating Sunday night football at home. They're going to bounce back. The Giants offensive Mm -hmm. line has been horrendous. Not having a quarterback makes it worse. Yeah. But the line was 15 and a half. Yeah. Crazy. Um, And right now the Giants defense has been playing really well. The Bills offense is back to their old troubles. Um, <laughs> uh, not not that I've seen has there been a Josh Allen turnover yet, but just yeah. struggling, not able to run the ball, getting one-dimensional, uh-huh. throwing the ball too much right now. And then the Giants are just sense. pounding the rock with Saquon, doing their thing, keeping the Bills off the field, and they've kicked Being two field goals. Yeah. I mean, this has been the formula all day, by the way, for all of the, the – this, if they can, if the Giants can hold on, which it's still early, we're not yeah. even at halftime yet. But, you know, the storyline of the day, no more unbeaten teams. And it was basically upset Sunday, right? We had Ooh, the Browns yeah. with their backup quarterback and the Jets with their backup quarterback upsetting two of the best mm-hmm. teams in the NFL, undefeated Eagles and Niners. And then tonight you have the Giants with their backup quarterback playing very well on the road at the Bills right now. So kind of an interesting uh, interesting Sunday, upset Sunday, if you will. There you go. Put a, put a tile on it, stamp it, upset Sunday. Was uh, Did Zach Wilson get hurt and that's why he came in, or did you just bench him? No, I just – Zach Wilson's the backup to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, oh, he's okay, he okay. the backup quarterback. You know? <laughs> I know gotcha, he's, gotcha. he's been the starter for the last few yeah. weeks, but he really is still technically the backup to Rodgers. That is true, that there. is true. Their first choice, I guess. Okay, I yeah, I, I was like, I could have sworn he was playing, but maybe he no. got hurt late in that game. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and then P.J. Walker came in for the Browns, helped lead them to a victory. Close one, we'll get into later from me as well. You know, I got a lot of things I prepared from some games this week. Mm-hmm. But more news around the league. We got, uh, where am I going? Injuries in that Niners game versus the Browns. We got Debo hurting his shoulder. Uh, Christian McCaffrey hurt his oblique. And then Trent Williams, he hurt his ankle. I thought it was his knee when I saw that play happen. Luckily, it was his Mm -hmm. ankle. And then he came back in later on in the game, but he did take a seat for a little bit. True. Um, Even more interesting in that game, you know, after having three touchdowns the week before, George Kittle was non-existent this week. Mm -hmm. You had all the injuries. And then... Brock Purdy probably had his worst game of his NFL career one week after yeah. having arguably the best game of his career. <laughs> and, you know, we went from like, okay, Brock Purdy, he's the guy to like, eh, didn't look as good today. Yeah, he, he had some to... questionable throws, some plays mm-hmm. where he's getting tackled and he's just trying to force it out of there. Got a couple mm-hmm. uh, intentional groundings, just making some poor decisions down the stretch. Agreed. Um, it is interesting. You know, we still don't really feel like we have an answer on him despite how well he's played he still has some mm-hmm. rough moments some young guy moments maybe yeah that's for um, sure and it, it remains to be seen whether or not he's good enough in that 49ers offense to actually take them to the place they want to go i mean he made it to the nfc championship last week before he hurt his elbow i mean or not last week last year sorry <laughs> <laughs> that'd be wild we had the playoffs in week five but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely doable. It's just like we said, it, some some things that make him look young still, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is his first uh, loss in the 
regular season, so we'll see how he bounces back next week. Yeah, yeah. I think the next thing coming out of today, the Eagles' offense, right? It struggled. You know, it's not been as efficient as it was. Yeah, and that's for sure. And uh, it finally showed today in terms of the scoreboard. You know, Hertz threw three picks. Um, they had a real rough stretch, you know, throughout that game against the Jets defense that was banged up. They did not have Sauce Gardner. Um, oh, I didn't know either. Yeah, they they didn't have either of their two top corners today. They were on their two backups, and um, that Jets defense still so. got it done. I was gonna say um, it's gotta be that front seven, aka the rushers as well, with their guy Q ball leading that pack, huh? Yeah. Um, and I I mean, I will be interested to see what happens with the Eagles moving forward because they have a rough stretch yeah, ahead of them. That's for They're sure. They're going to be playing their next seven opponents are versus the Dolphins, at the Commanders, versus the Cowboys, at the Chiefs, versus the Bills, versus the 49ers, at the Cowboys again. Their next seven opponents are combined 24-9 this year. Ooh. None have losing records as of now, and three of those teams are 5-1. and one. Yeah, that's going to be some gritty games. I mean, all their yeah. games have been close already, but those teams are all definitely like playoff teams, except for maybe yeah. like the Commanders are close. There might be a wild card right there. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at that stretch, and, and they've struggled against the Commanders for the most part, you know, yeah, for a no, good exactly. chunk of the last well. couple of years, even – They've been, even though they've been very good, you I mean you look at that and you're asking yourself, like, even a good team maybe goes four and three, five and two. Yeah. But, four, you know, four and three, three and four feels kind of likely in that stretch. And we may be sitting here a few weeks from now asking, hey, what's wrong with the Eagles? And it might actually <laughs> be that something there's wrong. anything They're wrong. Just, yeah. They have a tough schedule coming up. And their secondary against that Dolphins offense next week, whew. Good luck. Um, mm-hmm. And just in general, you know, I think the other storyline coming out of today, as I said, it was sort of upset Sunday. Um, yeah. As the uh, Giants and Bills approach the two-minute warning here, Giants have the ball still up 6-0. to zero. But just parity in the NFL in general right now. It feels like it's at one of the, you know, best places we've been in in a long time. You know, a lot of teams could make a case as the best team right now. Yeah, you know we have a sure. we have um, five, five one loss teams. Yeah, and then you've got a, a couple more two loss teams, and then from there, feels like a lot of teams could at least make a In case for being a playoff team. Yeah. Um. It, at this point, that seven playoff spots looks good right about now because I, I think there's going to be a lot of teams competing for the playoffs in both conferences down to the wire. I would imagine both seven seeds are going to be. 10 and seven this year and maybe at worst nine and eight. I don't think yeah. we're going to get a team with, you know, an Losing eight, nine record, record of, like maybe in the playoffs a, this a division year. winner. No, yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of really good teams in the league this year. And uh, so it, it'll be very interesting to see, you know, where things move forward from here. I, I would imagine this makes for a great playoffs. And if you're the NFL, you're loving this. Yeah. But one last note before we get into this fantasy update, I will say a little ribbon on your upset weekend. There was six teams this week that had fewer wins than their opponents that all won, being the nice. Bengals, Browns, Texans, Jets, and the Commanders. So there's some truth to that statement right there. 
But this week in fantasy, between me and you, you know, it looks like you're probably going to run away with this one. I'm up 123-94 to at the moment. You got Saquon and Stefan. Stefan is your your man as of Justin Jefferson being hurt. So you you could uh, thank that man for stepping up for you. And we'll see how it finishes out this week. At the moment, your highest scores are Travis Kelsey, 21.4, and Patty Mahomes, 17.34. And then Jamar Chase, or no, it'd be Harrison Bucker, the kicker, at 18. And for me, it's Jalen Hurts, 19.9. I guess there's three top ones, and then the kicker. We got 27.8 for Guy Coop, and then A.J. Brown, 20.1. And then uh, outside of those three, we got Justin Tucker, 19 points. Big week for the kickers, for sure. Big, big, big week, for sure. And then me me hurting on the bench. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But uh, me hurting on the bench, Tyreek Hill, 28.3. Should have drafted him Oof. to start. Oof. Oof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, these are my rules, man. I made this up and I, I didn't even do it properly. Crazy. Love it. Love to see it. <laughs> um, all right. So we decided for today that our uh you know interesting segment Intro of the topic, week yeah. is going to be the opposite of what we did a couple weeks ago. We named the top three contenders in every conference. Today, we want to identify the worst teams in both conferences. And really, we want to start thinking about who's going to get that number one pick. Who's going to be the team that likely drafts Caleb Williams? Although, I'm going to say the quote-unquote tank for Caleb. I'd just like to insert an aside here really quick. Uh Caleb Williams was absolutely terrible against Notre Dame this weekend. Yeah, he was was bad. I mean, through three interceptions, he threw a lot of bad throws off his back foot. He did not look... Like the number one pick. I'm not saying that means he won't be the number one pick. Yeah. I'm not saying that means he's going to be a bust. I just, I marked it down in my head so that when we get to draft time, I'm going to remind myself <laughs> not just to just presume that Caleb Williams is the best quarterback. I'm going to go back and watch, watch unbiased and really try and decide, you know, March and April who the best quarterback in the draft is. It may yeah. still turn out to be Caleb Williams. I'm just telling you, I'm not making that presumption anymore after what I saw against Notre Dame. Does that mean Drake May is taking the rise up? Drake uh, May did play really well against Miami. He's been playing really well. You know, there's a lot of – I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to rattle off some names. Let's hear in it. This Q, potentially in this QB cast, you know, you've got Williams, Drake May. Fedor, uh, Michael Penix Jr. Being thrown out. Uh, where is he? I don't know who that is. Mike, U-Dub. U-Dub. Oh. Okay, yeah. It's this right forward. now, he might be the guy warrior. who's in the lead for the Heisman. Just so really? You know. Yes. Okay. I okay. need to put my eyes over there in, in Washington, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. Get him on the Bo radar. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. At yeah, Oregon. Shador Sanders at Colorado. J.J. McCarthy at Michigan. Quinn Ewers at Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm forgetting, I think, maybe one more somewhere. I don't want to disrespect anybody. But just, I mean, that's what I just named, like seven guys. Like, I was going to say like all, eight, I think. Really, really good players. Um, oh, Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. I mean, there's there's a lot of quarterbacks that could potentially come out this year. Um, Are you know, these guys all like, seniors or a mix of no, juniors? It's a mix. So, okay. like, J.J. McCarthy's a junior. Shador is a junior. Um, 
Caleb Williams is a junior. Drake May is actually oh, no a junior. Way. I thought he was older. So, but I think everyone presumes Williams and May will definitely come out. McCarthy uh-huh. Shador is kind of a maybe. Quinn Ewers, we assume, will come out. Michael Penix Jr. is definitely he'll, he's a senior. He'll be out. Bo Nix, same thing. He's a senior. He'll be out. Sam Hartman, same thing. He's a senior. He'll yeah. be out. But potentially, you know, you're looking at eight quarterbacks here that could mm-hmm. all be considered, at least from a just a talent perspective alone, first round prospects. So, yeah. I, I mean, we could see as many as eight to ten guys go. You know, the first two days of That's the draft, crazy I would think. think. About. Um, yeah. For sure, I would think at least five of them go in that first round just off the rip right now. Again, haven't watched the film, just going off of what I have seen throughout the season, thinking about all these guys. But anyway, we say all this to (laughs) go back to the point of why it's so important to have the number one pick. And so we're going to look at these teams in each conference, the four worst in each conference, the four teams that we kind of think probably not going to be playoff teams, obviously. We think they'll be out of it. They may already be out of it and or maybe looking ahead to the future for the number one pick this year. Um, So, Joe, let's start in the NFC. Who are your four worst teams in the NFC right now? In order, I guess I should say. Okay, perfect. I wasn't sure if if that's what you did as well on your notes, but I got the Panthers being the worst, Bears the next worst, Giants, but, I mean, if they get Daniel Jones back... I don't know how long he's out. And then with Saquon being back now, they could they could flip-flop here with the next team that I'd be in the Cardinals. Okay. The f- I, I've got – I know the Panthers are the only winless team right now, but I actually yeah. think the Bears are the worst team in the NFL at this moment. Oh, Justin um, Fields got hurt too. I forgot to mention that today. I saw that. Yes, Justin Fields got hurt. I mean, quite frankly, he hasn't been very good. Other than the last two games, he was better, and he was yeah. having, a, I, I guess, an okay day against the Vikings today and then got hurt. Um, but just the, the Bears organization feels like there's so many negative things happening within it. I just yeah. can't ignore. And I think in a game where if, if the Panthers and the Bears were to play, which they will, and that'll be a Thursday night football game oh. later in the year. Just Some implications so right there. That'll be a big game. It's a big game. But um, what's funny about it, though, is that the Bears own both picks. So yeah, it doesn't no, really matter true. for the Bears. It actually isn't that big of a game, I guess, then. But um, I, I just think the Bears are actually the worst team. You know, they yeah. put, to, put it together against the Commanders, and that was a big win for them. But I think they're the worst team in football right now. I think the Panthers are really close and they're next. Um, mm-hmm. They've just struggled to protect Bryce Young. He actually looked really good early today against they the Dolphins. And then the Dolphins kind of pulled away. Um, mm-hmm. The Panthers' defense has been a disappointment so far this year. They were supposed to be better. Their offensive line has obviously been very bad. <laughs> and then they don't have any weapons for Bryce Young. Trading DJ yeah, Moore was tra- a bigger they got deal. Rid of him. Trading him was a bigger deal than people made it out to be, I think. And... Um, it's really hurt Bryce Young's development because he doesn't have a whole lot of guys to throw to right now that are difference makers. Um, Adam you know, Thielen has trade been in the pick too. I mean, now you can't even go get another one. You know, it's yeah. Tough. Adam Thielen's been their best receiver, and he's a little bit older, but and could be a functional number two. But he's not. He should not be your number one receiver at this yeah, point in his career. Sure. So I've got the Panthers next. I then have the Cardinals. 
the Cardinals have been scrappy in every game, <laughs> but they wear down in the second half of every game they yeah. played. They've been outscored like I think it was fifty-four to seven in the fourth quarter going into today, and yeah. then the Rams scored in the fourth another seven. Or I think went 10-0 on them today, so that would make it sixty-four to seven in the fourth quarter yeah, of games tough. this year. So they've played close. tough against teams for three quarters in almost and every game up. they've played. And they get demolished in the fourth quarter. Um, I think that's a function of them being so young. Um, Josh Dobbs, he Might struggled today in the second. It's in the second half he struggled. I mean, he just he threw a pick. He had a sack fumble. Yeah, um, should have thrown another pick that was dropped. You know, so that it just they don't have the weapons. They're just they're bare bones. They're young. Now they compete hard, and that's why I think I respect them more than the Cardinals or the Bears right now. Yeah, um, no, I but, agree but they're just the talent level is not there. And then I have the giants. Um, this was kind Which of a, I said too, you could flip flop depending on Daniel Jones return and Saquon being back now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I expected the giants to take a step back, but their offensive line, their offensive line, you know, my dad actually sent me a text today. Giants offensive line gives me PTSD with the, Rams offensive line from the year before because that's what it looks like. They're <laughs> on their tough. fifth, that was, that was their fifth different starting O line oh. combo tonight. You know, and the Rams that's had what whatever it was, 13, it was like 13 out of I think, yeah. Out of 17 last year. The Giants are now five of six. So the Giants are on the, a similar path right now. Yeah. In terms of just injuries and poor play. You know, that's what got Saquon and Daniel Jones. I mean, they're on a very similar trajectory to what the Rams were on last year, where it's just a tough year when you have so many injuries, especially up front. So the Giants look like they're in for a rough year, despite them playing very tough right now against the Bills. Again, looking very good so far tonight. Yeah, and then I'll get into the AFC teams I went with. So at the bottom of the list, I have the Patriots as the worst team coming out the AFC, followed by the Titans. The Broncos and then the Raiders. Now, I know people might say, hey, the Titans got a better record than the Broncos. But I do believe, as if they could figure out things on defense, I think they could be better because Russell Wilson isn't really a true problem. It's just they can't, they can't play a complete game with both sides of the ball. Either one struggles or it's both. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it does seem to be that that has been uh, – the Broncos' defense has been – atrocious this year. I also mm-hmm. have the Patriots as the worst team in the AFC right now. They play tougher against the Raiders today. Um mm-hmm. it was a much more respectable showing, but their previous two games prior to that were awful. Mm-hmm. And Mac Jones no even show up. Mac Jones is making his case to be the worst starter in the NFL right now. Ooh. Um he, he he has been he has been bad. Um and then today on third and fifteen, down by two Huh. Game on the line, um, and this actually is a little preview for our first award today. But he takes a safety oh. in his own end zone. You can't—I mean, throw it away. You know, yeah. give yourself a shot on fourth and fifteen. His outlet is right there to his right, and he takes a safety instead of at least getting it to his yeah. outlet or throwing it away. You—I mean, you just can't do that. He, he, that's game over right there. So yeah, they're out of timeouts. Now you're down by four and, and you're gonna boot it away to them and the, the Raiders can just take knees and run, run it out. So yeah, run it out. It just he didn't give his team a chance um by by not at least throwing it away or getting the ball out in the air. Instead he takes a safety and it's game over. So 
Um, Mac Jones is a tough he's one. not it. I, I, I they haven't even scored. I saw something crazy stat today. It was like they haven't even scored seventy points this year, and the Dolphins scored seventy points in a game. Yeah, or they might have hit seventy during their game today. Oh, okay. um, for, yeah, for the either year. Way. Either way, it's taken them at least six games to score to what the 70. Dolphins scored in one game. Yeah, you know, that so it's tough. just that the Patriots' offense has been abysmal. Their defense is just struggling now that they're you know they played pretty well today, but they the injuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they yeah. they've been crushed on defense with all of their best players getting hurt. So uh, the Patriots, they're just they're not good right now. Um, my second worst team, I've got the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Their defense can't stop a nosebleed. I mean, their defense is the worst <laughs> in the NFL. It's the yeah. worst in the league. And it's crazy because you look at that team and there's so much talent. Well, not anymore. They're going to start fire yeah. sailing their guys. They're they're True. trading away. Yeah. They're like, hey, Randy Gregory, yeah. here, you got them. Frank Clark is apparently going to be traded pretty quick here as well. Um, basically, anyone not named Pat Sertan on that defense is available for yeah. trade. So, and offense, too. They've talked about Judy. Possibly, probably Cortland Sutton, even. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And, and so I just, you make the trades and some of the talented guys that they have, you trade them away and you get even younger. And the way yeah. the season has started, I, I think the Broncos are the second worst team. Um, I then have the Raiders as third worst. I know they're three and three, and Raiders fans uh-huh. are excited and they don't want to hear this <laughs> right now. But that it's a fool's gold three and three. Their three wins are the Broncos, mm-hmm. the Patriots. And the Packers, yeah. So, so they, they're two of their three wins are against two of the other worst teams in the AFC. The two worst teams in the AFC, based yeah. on my thoughts. Yeah. So it's a fool's gold three and three. I, I don't see them winning very many games the rest of the way. Maybe they got another shot when they, you know, when they play the Broncos again. Um, it was a good win against the Packers. I'll give them that. But I think six and ten is their, you know, six and eleven is their ceiling. So that made yeah. that means maybe three wins the rest of the way. I I don't even know that they get that. Um, and then lastly, I've got the Titans. I I think losing Ryan Tannehill today, despite how you know not great he's been. I mean, oh. Malik Willis was even worse when he came in. <laughs> Clearly, Will Levis is not ready. Yeah, or no, they would. My thoughts exactly. It, so it just it makes them worse. They could potentially be worse if Ryan Tannehill does not come back. Um, mm-hmm. But still have Derrick Henry. You know, there's still True. some good things that they can, you know, that they can do, and they've been able to win some games this year that I didn't think they could yeah, win, Mike or at least Rabel be in them. Still keeps them so, honest. and their defense is still pretty good. So yeah. I, I don't think they're That's quite as point. bad as the. The other three teams we just talked about in the AFC, but they're someone's got to be the fourth worst, and it's them. Yeah, true. So yeah, um, looks like we got similar train of thoughts, pretty much. Honestly, who do who do you think is going to have the number one pick? That's the real question. Uh, I think it's the Bears, or it, my other long shot would was going to be they traded away to someone, and I guess it would be the second pick, right? Because that's technically theirs and not the first one because it was traded to them. Is that how that works? Or could you still yeah. trade that one, even though yeah, you got they could they could trade it, okay. they could trade it if they wanted to. So yeah, I, I'm my guess is the Bears they hold on to it and trade one of the two, and yeah, I don't know, maybe the I, Broncos they go up for Caleb. I seen seen a video on Sean Payton talking about how he thinks he was like the greatest thing since sliced bread coming out yep. of college. Yeah, and and it's kind of playing out. I sent that video to Johnny, and it was wild. 
He was on the herd. I don't know if you've seen that too. Yeah, that was from yeah. last year when he took his year off. Um, yeah. Here's my thought. I mean, the first pick is likely going to go to the Bears because mm-hmm. the fact that they own the Panthers pick and them and the Panthers have two of the three Bottom. or four worst records in the league yeah. right now. It the doubles their chances compared to everyone else of getting it. And I think if they get it, they keep it this time. I don't think they trade it away. I think they likely would be be willing to trade Justin Fields this time around and draft yeah, Caleb Williams and keep the second pick and draft Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> and get two of the best players in college football right now. Yeah. Put them on that Bears offense and say, let's see if we're any good now. You know, but I I think that makes them the most likely team to get it. However, I do think the Broncos are a dark horse simply mm-hmm. because they're already training guys. Yeah. They're they're already willing to get rid of these dudes. And then I, I could see Sean Payton sitting Russell Wilson down midway through the year and playing the young guy that they that they brought over from the Raiders. Um uh, oh, what's his I had name? him last year on one of my um I'm blanking right now. He's out of Auburn. I can see his face. Um <laughs> Jarrett Stidham. Um there you go. Yeah. But they could, you know, they could play Stidham and he might actually be better than Russ, to be quite frank. I don't know at this point. But um I could see Sean Payton saying, I have the cachet as a as a head coach to tank and then yeah. go get Caleb Williams and be much better next year. So I would say that the Broncos are a sneaky dark horse, like true mm-hmm. tank team to yeah, go get it. Don't. So Especially after trade room. Bears, Bears or Broncos would be my pick. No, I agree. But now we get out of the negative talk of who we think isn't the best in the league. <laughs> Let's get into some positives right here with our Tukwa Gamer of the Week. The man, the myth, the legend himself. Let's see. Do you want to start it off? Or you want me to start it off? Oh, I can start it off. Start um, it off? Yeah, well, you kind of you kind of touched on it. I'll let you get in. This includes two of our worst teams in the AFC, but uh, I mentioned the negative of Mac Jones taking the safety. We're going to go to the guy who got the safety. The gamer of the week is Max Crosby. That's Max with two X's, by the way. Uh, the we'll Raiders are not a great football team, as I said. But they're somehow 3-3 three and three despite awful QB play this season. They've played three different quarterbacks. They've all been bad. Max Crosby is consistently a big reason why. And today, yeah. he was a gamer when they needed him to be. Not only did he have seven tackles, a hit on the quarterback, but he also got the game-sealing safety on Mac Jones to end it. Guy's a gamer in every sense of the word. I think our former head coach, Tuco, would be proud of Max <laughs> I mean, yeah, no doubt. He'd be extra <laughs> proud, bro. No, that, that's a true statement if I've ever heard one. He, he, he would think that's the right decision. You know what I mean? But uh, He's a fucking gamer. <laughs> but for me, I think I might have had this guy in the past. Maybe he was my dog. But this guy took over the game in like mm-hmm. the third quarter. I'm going with Kyron Williams from the Rams. He literally... He took a whole drive from, like, I don't know, maybe the 50, maybe even before, like, a 60-yard drive. He just ran the ball all the way down, ended it with the tutty. My dude went 20 carries, 158 yards, and a touchdown. Just straight ate up the clock that second half. And basically, I I had given up on the guy. I had him on fantasy. And after 
well, I think two weeks ago and they got Coop back. I was like, mm-mm. He, they're not running the ball no more. But here we are. <laughs> the man is here. Tuka Gamer of the Week, Kyron Williams. Let's go. All right. We got to get to your dog of the week. Who's yes, your dog? Oh, we got a so, special one this week. It's yeah, special. yeah. This is, a, this is a first, never before done. You know I like doing those. Mm-hmm. And we're going double dog this week. <laughs> and so th- this comes from the same game for two dudes. The first one's going to be Trent Williams. I don't know if you saw them get into that scrap or before the game started. Oh, My yeah. man's always with the smoke in any game. Always yeah, got to love smoke. it. Yeah, he came out of nowhere, pushed the dude, and then they kind of like broke up. They're like, oh, the big dog's here. Let's get out of here. But the other one from that game is going to be David Njoku. Now, I don't know mm. if you've seen. He, mm-hmm. I thought, see, I don't want to disrespect the man. But when he came in with the mask a couple weeks back, I thought he was embracing October. I didn't know oh, the circumstances. you didn't know about the burns. Yeah. No, I did not. And so once, I, once he put out that picture of his face, bro, that man is tough as nails. That's crazy. My man's playing games right now with that on. I don't know how it, how it feels, but I could tell you that's a true dog to go out there and still grind with the team, especially a couple days after it happens. Double dog this week. Um, did you hear his reasoning for why he posted it? No, I, I did not. Um, so he said that he was getting a lot of commentary from other burn victims that essentially said they had you know, they were ashamed of, you know, basically their burns. And yeah, so he, he decided he would put his out on social media to okay. kind of represent all those people who were, yeah, you know, so ashamed of their, their tough burns. And he put his yeah. out there to be like, that yo, it's okay. Life. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool too. The That's fact that he is like show. trying to, you know, be a voice, give, give yeah. voice to those people. I mean, that, yeah. I think that was really, no, I cool. mean, it's and, definitely tough and it's like, all, I'm sure it's not a, it was yeah. not an easy thing for him to do. Cause I'm sure anytime you put something on social media, there's always negative commentary that can come oh, from yeah. it. And so I'm sure he got some of that, but what he did from a, you know, positivity standpoint, grand way outweighs yeah, that. Grander scheme. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's the, the double dog from the, from the Brown Niners game. Love it. Uh, just give you a quick update on the Sunday night football game. The Giants have the ball at the start of the third quarter. They're approaching midfield. However, the Bills appear to have dodged a bullet. It was second and goal with 15 seconds left in the first half. The uh-huh. Giants ran the ball with Saquon and were not able to get on it and spike it to preserve the field goal. Oh, they so had they, no timeouts? They, they had no timeouts. They stopped. Oh. They got stopped at the one. Tyrod Taylor couldn't get him organized quick enough to actually get the spike before the half. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brian Dable was considerably angry um, at, <laughs> yeah, at the veteran quarterback going into halftime. They showed that, and so uh, that's what we missed as we were on here. But they're still playing really well. They've still got the ball, 13 minutes left to go in the third quarter, up 6-0, second and 10 mm-hmm. approaching midfield. So um, Bills look like they maybe dodged a bullet. Maybe this game should be – you know, a wider margin than it is, at least yeah. two possessions, but uh, it's still Getting a one-possession game right half. now. Yep. Bet, bet. Let's um, see. All right. Oh, that's where we're Go at. Ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the minor setback major comeback award you got this week? What, what, what did you see that, you know, you think people could bounce back from? So we're going back to the well, and we've we've talked about this game considerably, you know, this week. 49ers. Browns. I mean, it was a big game. 
you know, so we can't not talk about it. Yeah. So I'm going back to that game. My minor setback for a major comeback is the 49ers defense. Um, give you some quick stats on that game today. They gave up 334 yards, including 160 on the ground to the Browns with their mm. backup quarterback. Just something you would not have expected in that game. Um, they allowed P.J. Walker to drive the Browns down for the game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, they let the Browns possess the ball for over 33 minutes of the game. Ooh. So despite creating those two takeaways, it was not a typical day for that 49ers defense that has been arguably the best in the league. I would expect them to bounce back next week, though, against Vi- the Vikings and Kirk Cousins on uh, Monday Night Football. So minor setback, major comeback, 49ers defense. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely interesting to watch. Like I said, Kareem Hunt balled out later in the game. I think Jerome Ford got hurt a little bit. He was still playing, but not wasn't necessarily the the go to back late in that. But looks like we're going to take it to the NCAA for this no cap hats off. So what a what was unbelievable or that we wouldn't believe happening in this game. All right, no cap hats off. Um, it really wasn't a play necessarily as it was just the game in general. I talked yeah, about Michael Penix Jr. likely took the lead for the Heisman. Um, mm-hmm. I think most people would have said coming into this week that Caleb Williams was on track to win it back-to-back. Ooh. He had a shaky performance against Notre Dame, throws three picks, and just before yeah, that, um, Michael Penix Jr. was a dog against Oregon. An absolute mm-hmm. he is him moment Ooh. at the end of the game in order to uh in order to win it. So to set the stage, you know, this was a back and forth affair early on. Oregon went for two on their first touchdown to go up uh-huh. eight to seven. Okay. UW scores to make it 14-8. Oregon scores to make it 15-14. <laughs> you know, UW uh scores to make it um and gets the two point to make it 22 15. Oh. Oregon kicks a field goal, 22-18. Then there's a couple stops at the end of the half, including UW getting a goal line stand right before halftime to go into halftime with the lead. They then score to start the second half. They're up Mm -hmm. 29-18. Then Oregon comes roaring back. (laughs) They end up taking the lead at one point, 33-29. All right? Yeah. So we're at the end of the game. Both teams have played really well. Oregon's gotten a goal line stand as well to match you dubs earlier in the game. They're up by four, 33-29. Both teams have been very aggressive on fourth down throughout. You know, both defenses have gotten some critical stops but not been able to stop the other team consistently. We got Mm -hmm. a fourth and three right around midfield. Yeah, Oregon goes for it. Now, UW had not stopped their run game all day. Yeah. I agreed with the call by Dan Lanning to go for it. I disagreed with the play call, though. They tried to throw it on like a little rollout. I wish they would have ran the ball. I think yeah. they would have been able to get it had they run it. Washington could not yeah, stop the run. The game away. And, uh, and so they didn't get it. Michael Penix Jr. goes all the way down. He scores in like three plays, of course. Yep. Leaves way too much time, though, for Oregon. Down 36-33. Bo Nix has his own he-is-him moment. Drives them yeah. all the way down the field. Gets them in field goal range. But what do college kickers love to do? Miss game-tying or game-winning field goals. And yeah. their kicker did in the rain, on the road at UW. Oregon Falls, 36-33. One of mm-hmm. the best, if not the best, college football game I've watched this year. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll see. We'll get into this one a little later, too. That one hurt me. 
But the next thing we'll get into our Strahan Munoz Award. I'll just jump right in. I've talked about this guy already, Trent Williams. He <laughs> it, it comes back to the toughness. I, we mentioned that you know he got hurt, hurt his ankle in that first quarter. Uh, three minutes left in that first quarter. He comes back in the second quarter after uh, the rest of their drive, and then when the Browns had their drive, that he came back in the next drive they have themselves and i mean he he did great there was he had one flag on him today it was a holding i kind of disagreed with it from what i saw it, he he had like a bad angle on the dude and he threw his hands up but they still called it on him there was one i saw they could have had earlier in the game it was on that christian mccaffrey touchdown he did actually have a hold there but it wasn't seen and then other than that he had a, a just one assist he was guarding Miles Garrett all day. I mean, it's going to, or not all day, but for the most part. And for only allowing one assisted tackle to that guy, you know, that's pretty impressive. So, yeah, Trent Williams is my Strahan or Strahan Munoz award winner today, as I've talked to him about him today, too. Just all around, always with the smoke in general. Yeah. Um, Trent Williams. Probably the number one draft pick of he wants the smoke. Like if you just <laughs> said, like which guy actually wants the smoke? Trent Williams yeah. is probably number one. Never would run away from a fight. I think he Never. would be like in another life. Aries I feel like he could have been the heavyweight boxing champion of the world if he wanted to be. You know what I mean? Probably. Like that's that's how like nimble he is, despite no, how yeah, everyone talks about him dunking and doing crazy things. That man's yeah. a beast. The, like one of the craziest athletes I've ever seen. Yeah. To go to the other side of the ball, though, on our Streha and Munoz Big Fella Award, a guy who, you know, maybe I gave him this award because I just want to pat myself on the back. <laughs> Third round pick of the Rams, a guy who I said before he was drafted by the Rams that he would be a very good rookie, a little bit older, 25, had some real life experience getting, before getting to Tennessee dominated when he was at Tennessee in the SEC mm-hmm. is now playing great ball in the NFL for the Rams as basically their best edge pass rusher. Um, Byron Young had himself an awesome performance against the Cardinals. He continues to have an active rookie season. Yeah, um, guy had six tackles today, two quarterback hits. And then he, you know, kind of had a game changing sack fumble that basically ended any chance of the Cardinals having, you know, a comeback yeah. today. I mean, that's his sack fumble secured a field goal for the Rams that made it a three possession game under five minutes left. So it, it was game over once he did that. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a major part of what they like to do moving forward. If they're going to make a, you know, a run to the playoffs, Byron Young's going to have to have more sacks and more plays like that. And yeah. uh, he played well today. Especially that combination with him and AD, you know, AD could t- plug up the middle. Everyone's on him and let him run free on the edge. So yeah, definitely love that kid. I, I I told I was talking to Fish about it when we were there last week. I was like, bro, I was like, this guy's out of Tennessee, right? I I had I was because there was two last year we talked about, and I you know I had to yeah. make sure I knew. So yeah. right now when you're going, I was like, and he's out of, but you you had said it, so I didn't have to read yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let's um, see. We we got our QB award, the Who's Cooking. Are we whipping up some, ooh. you know, some scallops, or are we whipping up a dumpster fire? We got the what's it? Uh, what is it? What's that one show? <laughs> it's got the dog where he's got the plate on fire in the background. You know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what it's called. I feel like it starts with the F, but anyways, I'll uh my Who's cooking awards gonna go to Gardner Mitchell? He ain't cooking up much, you know what I mean? He, he had a tough day. I mean, part of the reason I have this man here is because the Colts, they're just missing that guy, Anthony Richardson, man. Who, he, by get... the way, just a quick aside, Anthony Richardson is considering having season ending shoulder surgery, and it yep, may be Gardner Minshew the rest of the way. Exactly. That's it's why this news. man is here at the spot. So Gardner Minshew, now my man was slinging the rock all over the place, 33 for 55, 329 yards, one touchdown. Now here's the bad, three picks, had a fumble, not good for the man. And like I said, this is where you get get into questionable things. You got Anthony Richardson possibly taking the the rest of the year to heal up, get that uh, surgery on that shoulder. And it, this is what you're looking at going forward. It's not going to be pretty, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying the guy. You know, this guy's done it the past, like, three, four years now. Coming in, he did in Jacksonville, went to the Colts. And he was he was good to come in a game here and there. You know, maybe they're in the lead. He holds it out, you know. But if you're going to have the whole year with the guy, yeah, this is where you're looking like, man. We we had a fun year with Anthony Richardson the first five games, and I maybe four because I think he was he sat one week for being hurt, yeah. and then now you're just back to having to run to go with the run game. Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor, and hopefully Gardner Minshew could complete a pass here and there. Maybe you got to get a third and long or something. Well, so it, it is funny that like we've we've made the Anthony Richardson the Cam Newton comps. Yeah, Cam Newton struggled with shoulder his shoulder. Like for most of his career being messed <laughs> up, and now Anthony Richardson's just following the same track. It's it's such a bummer because as a rookie, these reps are so valuable, and he looked really oh, yeah. good. And now he's going to miss out on at least four games, and you hope not the rest of the season. But it kind of yeah. looks like it might be leaning that way. And uh, golly, that's just tough for Anthony Richardson, and it and it's oh, a tough yeah. spot yeah, for the longevity. Mitchell. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, the man's not cooking up much, but here he is. <laughs> Um, a guy who was chefing up, you know, he was making a Detroit masterpiece down there in Tampa. Uh, Jared Goff, a guy who two years ago, people had kind of left for dead when he was traded to the Rams. And, uh, instead he's in his third year with the lions and he's having one of his best years of his career, you know, arguably a dark horse MVP guy. At this point, not a lot of hype for him, but the the Lions are now five and one, and Jared Goff mm-hmm. is playing extremely well. He was my number ten guy in my QB tier. He's he went thirty for forty four today, three hundred and fifty three yards and two Ooh. touchdowns, no ints. He led the Amon Lions Ra to a huge him. road W. Yeah, Amon Ra, the Sun God. Yeah, and a share of first place in the NFC through six weeks. Uh, cooking mm-hmm. up a masterpiece over there, Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions, along with yep. Ben Johnson and Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta and Jamison Williams, He's who's back. back. He caught a study. And yep. Josh Reynolds and all the guys he loves <laughs> to throw to there in Detroit. Um, big game for them and big win for Jared Goff. Yeah, no doubt. It was it was definitely I, I saw him uh Jamison Williams score and I was like, Oh, he's back. He's out there, back on the squad. They look good. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. So the, the next one, we got your favorite award out of all these ones. Mm-hmm. We got the the Boo Boo Evans Award. 
Huh. I'm bummed who, with who's getting this this week. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, hey, it, it only it's only fitting. I feel bad for the guy, but I have I have something I want to say on it. And uh, I'm sad. I I had a joke I was gonna say. I didn't write it down. It was gonna I was gonna change the boo boo <laughs> to something else. I don't. Boo boo. Oh well. No 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 no. <laughs> it, it was gonna be like. Maybe it was the Evans I was going to change. I don't remember. It was before. I didn't write it down, sadly. So no no jokes for you guys today. But today, the Boo Boo Evans Award is going to go to Jake Moody. Now, if you don't know that name off the top of your head, that's going to be the kicker out of the Niners. And so, mind you, they both had missed a field goal in the game. The, the Browns kicker and Jake Moody. But Jake Moody missed another one at the end of the game that would give, would have given them the lead to win the game. So they had that long drive. They get it down. I think eight seconds left. They spike it, bring out the squad because, you know, you don't want to risk any other plays. Bring out the kicking squad. My man misses right. Tough day. So he went one for three on field goals and then had his extra points from the touchdowns. Just a tough day for the kid. But two missed field goals... Where's my guy John Barron at, man? Bring him in. So the reason this pains me is because this guy was known as Jake Money Moody at Michigan. Won multiple games for the Michigan Wolverines in his career there. Was like, I think it was like 97% or something like that on his field goals. He was unreal. He was a great kicker. Uh Um, The game against Illinois that I went to last year, he made like, Six field goals. I mean, they won the game 19-17. So he made like four or five field goals, including the game winner. Yeah. Um, in frigid conditions from almost the same spot he missed today to win the game against Uh Illinois last year and and keep Michigan undefeated. Um, he was actually a draft pick for the 49ers. That's how good he was. You know, they never draft kickers, they drafted him because that's how good he was coming out of Michigan. And uh he'd been good so far. His first five games, he'd been Pretty money, as his name would yeah. suggest. But not today. Money Moody misses a kick. I feel bad for Money Moody. He's a dog. However, so extremely excited the 49ers took an L. So mixed feelings <laughs> on that one. Yeah, yeah. No, I bet. Let's see. Now for the fun part, if you know, if you're listening, make sure you turn in tune into the YouTube right here because we got our turnover on downs right here. First down, we got TB bringing you a trend going on around the league. And he'll bring in some film for you guys to see, to check out what he's talking about. You already know, my friend. Um, we got some good stuff cooked up for you today. So, you know, this year, in terms of first down trends.
or you know our fir- my first down looking at yeah, trends yeah. in the <laughs> league not just specifically first down trends but just trends in general you know we focused a lot on um offensive motions it just seems yeah, like the nfl play caller of this generation has gotten so creative with the way that they use motion we talked a lot about how the dolphins are using Tyreek Hill and those those kind of cheap motions the way the rams are using Tutu Atwell on those cheap motions um yeah. you know we talked about the way the card or the, the the 49ers are using Christian McCaffrey on you know short motion out of the backfield to get Not him into tied. an option route mm-hmm. you know so just all kinds of different ways that teams are using motion a lot of those for right now have been in the past game well i'm going to give you some interesting motions the rams Ooh. use today against the cardinals in the run game so one of the, the the things that the Rams have always valued since Sean McVay got there is receivers being able to block, block like fullbacks, right? That was one of the things that made Robert Woods extremely valuable in the Sean McVay offense. It's one of the things that makes Cooper Cup extremely mm-hmm. valuable in the McVay offense. You have to have, you know, two of those guys who really can play in the slot, but will go in and block and do the dirty work because they love to stay in 11 personnel. And they really don't bring fullbacks in the game to do that, like maybe the 49ers or the Dolphins yeah. or even the Lions might, right? Teams that run kind of similar styles of offense. The Rams do it with their receivers. And the guy who's been doing that dirty work this year has been Puka Nakua. People love what he's doing in the receiving game. Doesn't get as much credit as a blocker right now. And you'll see the Rams came out at halftime today. They had five yards rushing at halftime. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the end of yeah. the game with like 175 yards rushing with mm-hmm. a huge chunk of that coming in the second half and really a big chunk of it coming on the first drive. You mentioned it, Kyron Williams, your dog of the week. Yeah. You can see on this drive alone, I think he had like 65 yards rushing on one drive. And a big part of that though, was the way the Rams were motioning into the run game. So you'll see Puka Nakua is going in motion right now. He's going to motion into the line of scrimmage, and the Rams are going to run like a split like zone. A they'll, they'll, well, they're going to it's it's zone blocking up front. Uh-huh. They're going to block out with the tight end, and then Puka is going to lead up the backside C gap, so that if Kyron Williams wants to cut back, he's got a lead blocker there. Mm-hmm. And now okay. they have yeah. numbers where everyone can seal it front side. And the zone blocking works to perfection and you end up getting a 17-yard run. Now, the great part about that motion is it also runs across defenders' faces. So watch what happens when they're in the box. See how these guys all bump over, but then you run back where the motion came from. So not only are you giving yourself a cutback lane with that lead blocker, but you're also forcing the defense to respect that motion and go away from the front side run. This is the very next play on that same drive. They run that same motion and you'll see it's illegal for that motion to actually go into the line of scrimmage while before the ball is snapped. So the Rams really work on timing there, getting that ball snapped right as he's about to go towards the line of scrimmage to become that lead blocker. Here they go again, the next play, second down. Same thing, Puka motion in. Now you see he hits it front side again, right? And you saw the second one, he hit it backside behind Puka Nakua. Uh He goes back to the front side on that one. And they ran that basically six, seven plays in a row <laughs> with that motion, and it was killing the Cardinals today. They really didn't have an answer. 
And uh, I would imagine that teams are going to really start game planning that. Something I've seen the Rams do more this year than they ever have. I've seen it a little bit from the Dolphins. Um, yeah, sure. There's a couple other teams that are going to start using this. You'll see more and more just being creative with how they're using motions, not just in the pass game, but to create effective runs for yourself to give you that extra blocker to move defenders right before the snap. And then you hit it where they came from. You give yourself cut back. There's so many different options once you do that. Yeah, um, it's brilliant sure. offense from McVay. And uh, I mean, I, I think it's part of what helped the Rams run game get going in the second half today. Yeah, one other thing I want to mention real quick that I saw in the game. Kyron Williams, we got to give credit for him actually using his mouthpiece. I'm sure you saw <laughs> where his helmet came off and it was stuck yes. to his mouth from the binky. There's yes. plenty of dudes, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They just let the binky hang. It's just like an accessory to them, you know? But to, like, I mean, that when you're, you're running the ball like that, you got to use it. Protect the head, you know? That's for sure. Yes. But yeah. Second down on this turnover and downs is me giving you the bet for next week. So last week, I kind of dropped the ball a little bit, did a little sprinkle early on. I, I missed my bet. It's first one of the year, you know? But that's not what defines me. It's how we bounce back. So we missed on the Falcons commanders over 42. It was 40 today, 24-16, as I mentioned earlier. Now, I will say, I don't want to make excuses, but last week was the first time I ever had to pick the the bet on the spot. I had them all written down, but I didn't select one. So here we are this week. I got Buffalo versus New England, minus nine and a half. I like that one. Okay. We talked about the New England not being the best team in the AFC. Although they are at home, I believe. They are. Next game we're looking next we're looking at is gonna be Cleveland versus the Colts. Cleveland is minus two, as I brought up with Minshew. Not looking pretty over there. If it was Anthony Richardson, minus two, you know, maybe. Maybe. But Cleveland D is looking good, too. Next one I got for you, Niners versus the Vikings on the over 44 and a half. The Vikings, their offense is insane. Defense, not so much. Niners, both sides of the ball are great. So either the Niners carry this to over 44 and a half, or they both do their fair share of scoring in. It, it's gonna it's gonna hit easy money. I will say I think the Vikings defense is getting better every week. Just putting it out there, Brian Flores is doing some good stuff there. They're getting better every week. It's just not quite there yet. There we go. Some things to look forward to in Minnesota. Some future. And my last one I took a look at today is Lions Ravens over forty three and a half. Now the Ravens they haven't hit an over in I don't know how long. Maybe since the first game. But the Lions, same way I feel about the Niners-Vikings, Lions might just carry that up there, make it a shootout, and force the Ravens to, to throw the ball a little more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or maybe the Ravens take over and just run it in, you know. But the Lions-D, we do like them a lot. And so well. my, my choice my choice for the week, we're going Cleveland versus the Colts minus two. I think that one's a no-brainer. Okay. I mean... They did it today. That was the final yeah. score to that game. I like that. And as I mentioned with Gardner Minshew not looking good, P.J. Walker, I think, you know, he's got some fun packs. He's looking good. So that's my choice for this week. Cleveland minus two versus the Colts. I like it. Quick update on that Sunday night football game. Going into the fourth quarter, 
Ooh, the what Giants is it? have had back-to-back stops on the goal line. It's third oh. and goal for the Bills, still six to zero. Huge play to start the fourth quarter. <laughs> Huge. All right. We're going to go to the third down breakdown. Um, I break down a critical third down from this week that, you know, either won or or potentially lost a game and really decided yeah. a game. And we're going to the Philly and um Ooh, the Jets. The Jets game. Yeah. This Jets defense again down their two starting corners. You know, they don't have Aaron Rodgers. They're two and three. They face so much adversity this year. They're playing in the undefeated Eagles, whose offense has seemingly been unstoppable. And yet, and yet they get the win today. <laughs> and I'm gonna show you exactly why. It's third and nine, two minutes left. The Jets have used all their timeouts. The Eagles are up yeah. to the Eagles can just get a first down and salt this game away, right? Yeah, third and um, nine though. If you're the Eagles, you're thinking, okay, well, worst case scenario, we punt it away and make Zach Wilson drive the length of the field because this yeah, is going to be drill, no a good outs. punt for a two-minute drill, no timeouts, right? So this Jets defense not only comes up with a stop, but basically wins the game on this play because they nearly score on their interception, and then the, the Eagles let them score Ooh. on the next play to give themselves a shot to, yeah. to try and go back and tie it. Right or okay. or win it Let's with see. a touchdown, but so the Eagles are going to run these deep curls deep, at the sticks yeah. with comebacks on the outside. Now the Jets show pressure with six, seven guys around the box. However, mm-hmm. they're going to drop out, and you're going to see they're going to play four under three deep. This defender over the slot is the flat player. This defender standing in the opposite a gap is going to become the hook player. This defender standing in the B gap becomes the flat player over there. And this mm-hmm. defender stacked behind him in the B gap becomes the hook defender here. You'll have the corner who's showing like a press look. He's going to bail out and be the cover three corner. Same thing yeah. down here, cover three corner. And then the safety who's kind of sitting in the curl window is going to bail out and become the middle of the field player. So you get kind of a simulated pressure look from the Jets who are all going to drop out and play four under, co- four under three deep, cover three, right? Yeah. Jalen Hurts is thinking, okay, I got to get the ball to one of my playmakers. It's third and nine. I'm going to try and get the ball to Dallas Goddard here in the slot. Watch it. They they drop out, right? Still get a decent pass rush from the Jets, but Eagles O-line is very good, so they hold yeah. up for Hurts. However, Hurts takes a 10-yard drop and drifts away from the throw. Throws a pick to the hook oh. defender trying to hit Goddard in the slot. The defender runs it all the way back to the eight yard line, eventually setting up a yeah, eventually sets up a Brees <laughs> Hall touchdown where the Eagles let him score under two minutes, only two timeouts. They didn't have the ability to stop the clock enough where if you kick the field goal, they would leave themselves time. So instead, they uh, let him score and kept their two timeouts and tried to go back and you know tie Four it or, or win it. Oh. That that's defense caused four turnovers. All right, yeah. here's a great look at it. Hertz knows he wants Goddard in the slot. He sees the leverage of the flat defender drop away, and he thinks oh, he can yeah, he spit it that. in there. Yep. But really, there's a hook defender sitting on this, and you can see the Fox broadcast does a really good job of showing you what Hertz is yeah. looking at. He thinks he's got you know Goddard, but really Goddard's in the vice grip. You can see he really doesn't have anywhere to go. 
because you've got the corner on top. You've got the flat defender sitting underneath AJ Brown over here. You've got the corner on top, the flat defender sitting underneath Devonte Smith over oh, here. They're back and he's guarding right there. Yeah. And Pascal is, is also in the similar situation that Goddard is where he really doesn't have anywhere to throw hurts. His best option probably would have been to try to scramble through this lane yeah. here. However, he tries to fit it in backpedaling off his back foot momentum yeah. way away from the throw. Easy interception by the Jets. Poor decision from um, Jalen Hurts, which we're not used to seeing and uh, cost the Eagles the game. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I mean, I, okay, did you ever play the Madden where they had the little like line of sight thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what that reminded me right there where they had yeah. that red highlight. That's pretty funny. But so four down on this turnover on downs is my bad beat. Now, so I don't talk about it much. I don't really f- keep up with NCAA. I have watched more of it this year just because I got Saturdays off now. So college football, well, you, you touched on it on that no cap hats off. I had the, the Oregon winning that game, you know. So they're up, like you said, 33-29. They need that fourth down to win. You know, you could, when you get that first down, you just run out the clock. Didn't happen. You like you said, they let him go down the field. I believe it was three plays. Get a tutty, and then you can't you can't come back and make that field goal on the flip side to force OT. So your boy was hurting on that one. That was the only mm-hmm. one I missed this week. Yeah. So it was That's just tough beat. to watch. And I told Johnny about it today. He goes, "Ah, you should have known it's Oregon." Which <laughs> I, I'm assuming. I think what he I was I'm assuming he meant was you know Pac-12. You know someone's bound to lose. In a, classic. In a brutal it is a way. classic yeah. Pac-12 event. I mean, exactly. it also means that, you know, because Oregon and USC lost this week, UW won, U-dub. they have the inside track. Yeah. UW's probably going to lose. <laughs> UW's probably going to lose in the next couple weeks yeah. because it's the Pac-12, and this is just what yeah. happens to them. Although um, they are, there's a lot of teams up there in the Pac-12 in the last year of its survival. So, on the bad beat note, mm-hmm. I did want to give a shout-out to our guy Chase. Who told oh, me about what happened his, this week? Yeah, he told me this one was a good beat for him, bad beat oh, for somebody okay, else. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was watching Florida, South Carolina. Yeah. South Carolina goes up 27 17 with like eight minutes left. He had South Carolina covering three and a half, okay. um, plus three and a half, right? Yeah. So he's like, okay, well, they're winning he's, by 10. They're, gonna, they're not going to lose by four at this point, right? Yeah. Although, if you did the math, two touchdowns would mean they lose by four. So, (laughs) you guessed it. What happens? Florida scores two touchdowns to go up by four. Uh But on the two-minute drill, South Carolina quarterback, um, oh, he's another one. Spencer Rattler is another quarterback. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. that Has a lot of talent. He's very up and down. I don't think he's a first-rounder by any means, but he's another guy who could get drafted as a project. Anyway, Spencer Rattler throws an interception. Okay. With like just over enough time that I think Florida determined, you know, in their first three downs, they couldn't run out the clock. So on fourth down, Florida is kind of pinned deep and uh-huh. they're trying to run out the clock to end the just game. Running around. And they run around okay. and take a safety. Oh. Which takes it from a four point game <laughs> a two. to a two point game. And now it's back to South Carolina covering yeah. and he wins Dang, the bet. That is tough. I mean, that's good for him. 
He, Great you know, beat he, for he, him. He, yeah, you gotta love, you gotta love the bread, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. So that's, that's a, a that, yeah, that's a good I one. I like, the, I like the, I like the, I like the, the come in on this one for me. That was definitely a lot yeah. better than my story, considering we. I did not earlier. watch that one live, but he told me about it, and he was thrilled. So <laughs> yeah, no, I bet. Um, good, for, good for our guy. And also, by the way, Buffalo did score on the goal line. Now seven okay, to six yeah. at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So wow. good game going on there in yeah. uh, Buffalo. <laughs> Well, but, lastly, uh, last thing of the week. Yeah. What you got yes, for the sir, banger, We got the man. banger of the week. It's my week this year. You know, I, I've told you I haven't been watching much. I haven't really found no new music. But this this past week, I went on the search. I knew it was out somewhere. Didn't know where. Fast X. I don't know if you, you kept up with that series from the beginning of time. There's 10 I'm of them not. now. It's pretty wild. The last like three or four are all crazy. They got a bunch of fake stuff in there. You know, not really believable. But Fast X, the newest one, I found it. It's on Peacock. So if you got that, you can go check it out. I actually do. I did like this one a lot. A lot better than the ones in recent times. Okay. Jason Momoa's in it. He had kind of a weird part. He was like a crazy dude who who seemed like, you know, he, he could swing both ways if he wanted to. And it it was just, you know, it was a lot more believable. There was some fake stuff still, right? You know, there's a part where... Always oh, this dude, yeah. He he like hooks a he hooks up to this like little bar that like raises stuff, you know, like on high rises how they build them. This dude, uh, Mr. Family, Vin Diesel, flies at it, hits something. It hits like a a wrecking ball, which causes or it's not a wrecking ball. It's a bomb that's rolling around. Hits that and in the water saves the day. And then there's another part later on. He like. He he takes out a helicopter somehow. I don't remember, but you know, crazy stuff. But it wasn't. It was th- that was the only two things in there which made it a lot more enjoyable than the you know like the the eight and nine ones because those were just they were going to space, you know, and doing crazy <laughs> stuff. But no, the the plot was really good. It was like Jason Momoa is taking over the town. They they they're splitting this one up into two, maybe three movies. I don't remember, but okay, it was. It was definitely a lot more enjoyable than the ones in recent time, and I have been wanting to watch it. The next one on my list I want to find is Gran Turismo, though. I heard that one's really good. Yeah, that is a good one. You seen um, it? Speak- yes, it is a good oh, one. Oh, okay. But yeah, I need to go find it. Yeah. Um, I just would like to say that Saquon Barkley has taken over in Buffalo. Oh. He's got the, the, the Giants near the red zone now. Uh, they got a critical third and four, though, here. Um, with 12 and a half to go in the game. So just want to give you that update. And if you saw my face, it was not about fast X. It was about. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's perfectly fine. Do love your banger of the week. It's always good to hear some good new content ideas. Oh, Tyrod Taylor gets the first down scrambles for it. Wow. What a ball play. Oh, there's a flag. Who knows what this is going to be. Hopefully not holding on the giants, but um, that's my best. guess. could be that. Could be holding on the Bills, too. It was on the Bills. Play Ooh. stands. Giants get a first down. All right. So um, that's it for us tonight. Um, yeah. We have to leave this podcast not knowing the outcome of Giants-Bills. We're waiting on hand and foot. We're going to go watch that game now. Everyone else, enjoy your week. Yeah. Look forward to football week seven. Hopefully, I'm coming on here happy on Sunday because we won <laughs> another district get that game. Friday dub. And... Uh, Jody, have a great week. We love all the listeners. Thanks for supporting. You guys are awesome. Take us out, Ray Ray.
Peace. Something special. I ain't really been the same since the day I met you. I know we fuss, I know we fight, but that's alright, cause I ain't trying to do that with no one else. Girl, you my type, uh, and I know you like, uh, and you know what I like. Uh, phone calls late at night, baby girl, you doing it right. Uh, damn, here I go again. I just been stuck on you, you heroin. I blow with the wind, and it's over again. Look what I did, made a little change. I'm a little older, but I'm still the same. Shit is a trip, how people be playing and really be listening. What be saying, damn, I mean I came a long way, girl, I hope you listening to what I got to say, girl, I ain't trying to play these games, man, I'm done with that, and if you want me to stop it, then I'll be done with rap, I'm having fun with that, I'm really doing it, look at me, I had a dream, now I'm pursuing it, I'm reminiscing about the times that we used to have, and everything that we used to do when we used to laugh, it's been a minute, I want to know how you been, Knocking at my window. 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 We gon' last forever, even if we not together This that feeling you can't replace or replicate Memories, they be hitting me like a heavyweight Gotta keep it straight, straight, straight You say you leaving and I'm like, wait, wait, wait Gotta make a play, what do I say, where do I go, what do I do And I just feel like I'm losing my time Cause all of the time I'm thinking about you You my boo, what do I do, girl, I don't know I'm still waiting for you to come to a show <laughs> So I guess I just be right into my fingers bleed. You know I got you whenever you and your time I need. Another poem to express myself. I'm trying to let my guard down. I can't help myself. I mean that. And I'm trying to let you know I need that. Tell them other clowns I trying to spit game ease back. Hey. I mean I got a lot I want to say. For now to seduce, sit back and press play I'm reminiscing about the times that we used to have And everything that we used to do when we used to laugh It's been a minute, I wanna know how you been though Close my eyes and hope you knocking at my window Knocking at my window Knocking at my window Knocking at my window Knocking at my window. Another night. Knocking at my window.